Blog Talk Radio.
Shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Tower. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For this prayer, Lord Jesus, to share your word tonight, Lord Jesus. Mighty Lord, mighty God. Mighty Lord, please minister, Lord, to each one of my brothers and sisters, Lord, according to their needs, Lord. According to what they're going through, Lord, we're going through. Help us, Jesus. Break the power of you, one for north to salvage the west. In Jesus' name, up and down. In Jesus' name, Lord. Have everyone listening under the blood of Jesus, Lord. Every life, every home, every family under the life of Jesus, Lord. Yeshua name, Joshua name, 900 billion. Lord is in your kingdom for north to salvage the west, up and down. In Jesus' name, Lord. Cover your people, Lord Jesus, with your presence, Lord. Cover, Lord Jesus, with your presence, Lord Jesus, with your blood, every life, every heart, every mind, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Joshua name, O oh Lord, mighty God, mighty Jesus, minister, Lord Jesus, those that are backsliding, Lord, help them to get back to you, Lord, help your people to get back to be with you, Jesus, help your people, Lord, to find you again, Lord, you are, you are at the right hand of the Father, Lord Jesus, and you have not moved out of there, Lord. They can find you if they come to God and repent. If they come to you and repent, Lord Jesus, they'll find you. They will find you, Lord Jesus. You're always available for your children, your people that call upon your name, Lord Jesus, shall be safe, mighty Lord, mighty God, in Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. John 14, 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Brothers and sisters, the God that can make us this promise, hallelujah, sounds to me like an honest, sincere, loving, caring God. And Jesus made us this promise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says that he goes to prepare a mansion for you and I, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. He did not go to just sit. He is sitting, but he's also working. You know, some job you can sit and work. Amen. But his job is not limited by his work. 
God is not limited by his work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Mighty Jesus. I want to share a beautiful experience the Lord gave me gave me this week, but I, I want to wait for more people to log in. Thank you, Jesus. He is not limited by anything, not by time, not by anything. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is so wonderful. When he wants to get something through your head, through our heart, through our understanding, he, he'll continue to work in our life. A lot of us have been, been asking, wanting to know, you know, it is, are we really there yet? Like children asking, are we, there, are we really there yet? That's why I was asking our Father, Lord, our Lord and Master, Rabbi Jesus Christ, are we there yet? That's what I'm asking the Lord, like a little child coming to him. Are we there yet? Lord, are we so close to the rapture? And I'm, I'm going to share what that, the answer the Lord gave me this week again. Another confirmation. Thank you, Lord. How close we are to be going home. How close we are to being glorified. Brothers and sisters, you and I are going to be changed. We are going to be changed, brothers and sisters. And we are so close to being changed. Thank you, Lord. We are we are so close. Thank you, Jesus. And He wants to change us. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. He wants to change our life for the better. We we've been in sin for so long and hallelujah. We don't want to be here any longer. You ask any Christian, hey, do you you still want to be here? Where all the things we're going through, and then not so much. We just want to be with our God, our Lord, our Master. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Second Corinthians three eighteen says, "But we all, with uncovered face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed." Into the same image, same image, same body, for glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, friends, and the Lord will be in change by the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will there yet, some people might ask. I ask the same question. Thank you, Lord. But we all, says the Word of God, says the King James Bible. I might have to even look at it in the Geneva. But we all. So it, it is not something that you you can say, well, I'm the only one going through these things. No, no one has it as hard as I do. No, no one is going through the test I'm going through. The King James that Geneva says even more beautiful. But we all behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord with an open face and are changed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. A lot of people don't understand how important the work of the Holy Spirit is. How many of you can understand the work of the Holy Spirit, how important it is? Well, He is changing us. So, like Christ, 
we are being changed inside like Christ. You, sister, you, brother, you are being changed like Christ. Every day you look more like him. Can you say amen? <laughs> Every day you look more like Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Remember that Christ smile. Don't forget to smile, please. Thank you, Lord. So every day, it's happening to all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For humanity, don't understand the work of the Holy Spirit. Might be some some of the bride don't understand the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Uh, let me tell you what happened. It's exciting. It is exciting. Praise the Lord. When the Lord gives you this, these experiences, you know, it is it is trembling when you have to see what is coming. It shakes you a bit. It shook me. It shook me to the core of my being. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You know, it is difficult to rejoice every day. Amen. But you can keep the joy in you every day. The Holy Spirit is our joy. Keep, keep it inside of you every day so you can rejoice every day. You can be in his joy, in the joy of the Lord every day, in the Spirit. That's how you are in the joy, in the Spirit, by walking in the Spirit. That's how you can be in his joy. Thank you, Lord. He's so awesome. What an awesome God. We serve, brothers and sisters. So in this experience, the Lord gave me this week. Thank you, Lord. Um, and before I move forward, I, I just, I just, I have to share the word first. The word, the word is the truth. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-two. In a moment, everyone wants to, everyone wants to know how long is this moment, brother Alvi? Brother Alvi, how long is this moment? But no one knows, but the Father. But I want to tell you what the Word of God says. First Corinthians fifteen fifty two. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet should sound, and the dead should be raised incorruptible, and we should be changed. Some other translation says, uh, this translation is the word change. Other translation uses the word transform. It's basically the same idea. Amen. But we will be changed. Why? Because the way we are now, we're not totally pleasing unto God. He wants to make us like Christ, pleasing unto him. This is my beloved son, and who am I pleased? You see, do you understand what God is doing in your life and my life? We are being changed into pleasing God. A hundred percent. This is my beloved son in whom we are pleased. We will be changed like Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. That's what's happening now. This Friday morning, uh, in the revelation of the Lord, a friend of mine from Florida, we've been friends. Long time since high school. 
and he's serving the Lord. And so he comes to me in his car. He says, Alvi, I come to pick you up because we are going to gather together. Hallelujah. And praise you, Lord. Um, uh, we're going to meet. We're going to gather. He says, Get, come in the car and come with me. I, I was taking maybe like a kind of surprise. And all this happening, I'm still thinking this is literally happening because it's so real, brothers and sisters. It's just happening so real. And my friend comes, put me in his car, and we go. I get into his car. We drive. He drives off. We get to New York City somewhere. I wasn't sure whether I was in New York, New Jersey, but I'm familiar with the two, and most likely it was New York. And so we get to New York somewhere, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we get to this building, very tall building, and he said, well, in this building, we got to get up to the, I think it was the seventh floor. And brothers and sisters, as, as we start walking into the building, uh, a huge commotion is going on outside. It was something like, I don't know if it was mostly a tsunami, but it was like a lightning that hit the earth. I wasn't sure if it was nuclear. I wasn't sure, but everyone was worried and concerned in New York City. We got over 10 million people in New York City right now. And everyone went to the street to try to find out, asking people, what is, what was this? What is going on? It was like a lightning hot hit over the world. This was not just New York. This was like all over the world. First and sisters. And I say, see the commotion outside. I know that I said, well, New York, it's going to get bad. I better get inside. People investigate whatever's going on. I get inside myself. And when I get myself through one side of the building was like a garage door, and I'm closing the garage door, and I close the door behind, but I remember now locking the door, just close it. And I get inside the building, and I'm looking for the stairs to go up. Because this happened, I'm not going to take the elevator. So I look into the back stair. I'm looking for the stairway to go up the building. Brothers and sisters, order a sign. I hear people trying to push the door outside, right to the door that I enter. And, 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 and it, 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 you know, people got turned. For normal people, they were turning into zombies, beasts. But what happened at that moment was the rapture. But it happened in the twinkling of an eye. But it was like lightning, like Jesus described when the Son of Man comes. Boom, happens. And when I looked at my body at that moment, I, people, I saw people being changed into somebody. My body was changing into glorified body. At the same time, people are being raptured. I'm being changed from form. The, the people outside that I knew were not saved somehow, I don't know. They were turning into zombies. And I'm like, wait a minute. So many millions of people here, and I'm 
you know, in my mind is all the baby has disappeared. All the babies are gone. I knew few people here and there were raptured. But all the rest of the people are still in New York City. New York is still full of people. The tribulation is now beginning. People are turning into zombie animals. And it was horrible because I seen people turning into werewolves. But this time, this this part, I, I, I don't know how all it's going to play out. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, a lightning. That's exactly what happened. That lightning is what got everyone around the world because it's like everyone will see that lightning. Thank the Lord. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at people being changed, and all people were not behaving like humans. They start behaving like animals. The the hungry for meat, the strong desire, the strong the strong hunger for meat for human meat now was set up was on their mind. Which is, and they immediately, they, they could smell that I was there. And, but because my body was changed from form, now I can make myself invisible in front of them. Oh, this is beautiful. I like this. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yes, the changed glory of the incorruptible God into the image, uh, image like a corruptible man to burn uh, forth to the bees, creeping things. Who changed the truth of God into lie, worshiping the serve the creature more than yes than God? I said, true. That's it. That's it, brothers and sisters. That's gonna be changed, man. And that word is so true. And I'm losing these things that I've seen before, but now they're, they're changing at that moment. All the babies, whatever they are, they're gone. I'm almost seven. They're all gone, and you know. In chaos and confusion, the people were being changed. Hallelujah. They were, they were changing into animals. And I'm trying, like, wait a minute. Do we have enough time for this? Did, did, you know? Or you, we all been one. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm questioning my own salvation now. This is why I have to look at my own body. Because I'm... I know this is tribulation. This sounds familiar. I know this is tribulation. Why am I still behind? <laughs> I'm questioning my own salvation. We're trembling in fear. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. But I noticed that I, now I had a glorified body. My body has been changed. You know, I can do the things people could not do. I made myself invisible inside the building. Here, although I can see the light of the building is very bright. It was on where I was. That these zombies, these people like bees, they're looking because I can talk to them. They can hear my voice, but they cannot see me. And I notice I'm looking at the eyes and I'm like, what are they blind? They cannot see me. But I notice that I made myself invisible in front of them because I have a glorified body now. You know, and all my questions, now, wait a minute, I got a glorified body. You know, huh. I, this, is, this is not for me. This tribulation is not for me because now I got a glorified body, praise the Lord, because I got scared. I got scared, brothers and sisters. This is the way we, we got to be in these last days. We're, we're too short. It's too short for us to play around. We got a lot of Christian backfighting. You got to get right with God. Get back into the earth. You got your feet out of the earth. You got your hand out of the right. Get back into the earth. Get back into Jesus. Get back into repentance. Get back into holiness. Get back into righteousness. 
Go back into fasting. Go back into the word of God. Go back into your cross of prayer. Get back. Bring your feet in again. Bring your whole self back in again. Don't play around. Don't play around. God is not playing around with anyone. Get back. Get back into the ark. And you stay in the ark. God wants us to be, brothers and sisters. It's not time to be backsliding. It's not time to be playing around. It's not time to be dying, to be walking around the lead and doubt. Rebuke that. Jesus' name to my Lord, remove what doubt. Lord, I believe. The curse of doubt, I believe. Break it, Lord. Remove that from your people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You came to set the curse of free. Remove that from your life in Jesus' name. Get back into the yard. Get back into righteousness with God under the blood of Jesus. Start repenting. Start repenting. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Jesus. I want to go home with you, Lord. Take me home with you, Jesus. Do not leave me behind. Do not leave me behind, Lord. I am not to be taken to a beast. Lord, I am not to be taken to a beast, Lord. I want to be with you, Jesus. Get back into the ark. Get back. In those days, your men seek dead and shall not find them, and shall decide to die, and that you free from them. Brothers and sisters, we are so close. We are so close to be going home. Get back into the ark. Get back with the Lord. Get back into prayer. Fasting. Thank you, Lord. To Monday, Monday, tomorrow, get into the fasting with us. To 4 o'clock afternoon, fast with our water and food on Monday. Get back into the ark. Praise you, Lord. Do not change those days. Let's stay together as a bride of Christ, a corporate body of Jesus Christ. Let's stay in the ark in prayer. Thank you, Jesus. This is We are in the late hours. We are so deep into the midnight hours, people have no idea. Our dear sister was telling me. Brother Elby, praise, have you seen Groundhog Day? I said, no. The movie. You know how the day, uh, the day gets repeated on the movie after he gets it right. So I don't remember. I might have seen it a long time ago, but I don't remember much. It's the day gets repeated. And so what, what the Lord is doing with us, hallelujah, is because time is over, he keeps repeating the same day again to save souls. So if you're wondering if time is gone, it is. It is that the Lord can do anything he wants with time. And he is repeating the day again, over again. This day never ends until he says those he wants to say because time is over. Time is over. Time is over, over, over. And that was my question. Are we really there yet, Lord? Are we there yet? The Lord wanted to show me that we are there yet. We are there already. Time is over. He's giving Hallelujah. A few more days to some of the people he's saving. But I don't know any hour, in any minute, the trumpet will sound. The last trumpet is fall. It's going to sound. And when that last trumpet sounds, oh, oh, man. When that trumpet sounds, that's it. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, 52, in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, at the last 
trumpet, for the trumpet should sound, and the dead should be raised first, uncorrectable. To be raised uncorrectable, we should be changed. Now, why did he say again? God knows there are people that always doubt, always question, they always want to know. Look what he said. The, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. So there's no way the trumpet cannot sound, as God is saying to us. There's no way. God said the trumpet will sound. The trumpet will sound after the last trumpet, for sure. The last trumpet. Cause it's, why? Because the trumpet will sound. For the trumpet shall sound. Show is thou shall not steal. Thou shall not commit adultery. It's one of those commandments that never fail. You, you commit adultery, her husband can kill you. And you can go to hell. It happens to a lot of people. Sure not. Don't do it. Don't steal. How many people get killed stealing? Don't do these things, God saying. Like he says about his commandment, he's saying about, about the trumpet. It's going to sound. Don't you think it's not? For the trumpet shall sound. It will sound whether you are ready or not. It's going to sound. God is saying to us, it's going to sound. Whether you are ready or not, the trumpet will sound. If, it saw, if you're not ready, it's going to sound. If you're ready, it's going to sound. Nothing is going to stop the trumpet from sounding. Oh, man. Nothing will hold back that trumpet. And some people have seen that angel with a trumpet in his mouth. And when Father God gives that order, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound. And just as he said, the dead should be right first. They have to. They have to have the first prayer. They die for Christ. It has. They. They. They have to be first because they die. So they're gonna be right to incorrect. A right to boom boom. A change. Oh, but then we, we, we show what. We show what. If, if you are part of the body of Christ, you're going to be changed. If you're not part of the body of Christ, you might even see them being changed. You may not enjoy it, but you may see them being changed. How many people saw Jesus being raised? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm glad. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I am so glad, sister. Amen. How many people saw Jesus raised from the dead on the third day? They saw him change. Amen. But I want you to notice something. When Jesus came back on the third day, he appeared to them, the 12, the Bible says. The business of God is with his children. Everybody else gets judgment. The earth gets judgment. The wicked. Oh, but the, the privilege. His children get is so special. He appeared to the twelve. Isn't that beautiful? His disciples that walked with him, that saw his suffering, that partake of his suffering. They saw him with the cross, saw him being crucified. Now they also being partake. Partake of the joy. He's risen on the third day. And under the power of God, the Holy Spirit. He had all that presence of God in him, all that, all that glory in him. He was not just glorified, 
is Mary, don't touch me. I'm not, I'm, not yet, I'm not yet gone to my father. Praise the Lord, but she can see him. She can see that glorious body. Praise you, Lord. Yeah, you can see the wound. You can still see the wound, but in a glorified body. Now he can go through the wall. And while the 12 were together, united, he appeared. He came through, appeared among them. Out of nowhere, out of nowhere now. <laughs> out of nowhere, he appears among them. Raboni, Raboni. Hallelujah. Now it's all joy. Before it was all pain and suffering. Now it was all joy. Joy in the Spirit. That's what heaven is all about. Joy in the Holy Spirit. Now it's all joy. Now it's great news. Before the news didn't sound so great, right? But now that Jesus is risen, now that he's risen up the third day, now that he was crucified, now is all joy. That's what the bride of Christ, soon as we are changed, soon as we are transformed, now is all joy. We enter into his joy completely, fully. Now we enjoy everything God has for us, brothers and sisters. But just for a little bit, just for a little bit, we need to suffer. Hallelujah. We need to suffer just for a little bit, brothers and sisters. Please don't give up. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on the Lord. Suffer for, for a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians 3.21, who shall change our body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to, to do all things under unto himself. What Jesus is doing is so glorious because it's unto himself. He will also rejoice when you and I rejoice. Oh, this is so beautiful. Look at my father. Oh, this is so beautiful. Look at my son. You change. You look so beautiful. Remember when that sinful body, fallen body, fallen arm. Oh, you look so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. No more suffering very soon. So just for a little bit, bear a little bit more, because it's all going to be over soon. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews one twenty, and as the venture shall be, thou fold them up, and they shall be changed, but thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Praise the Lord, as we, as we age in a new body, it's not going to fail us. Why? Because a new glorified body was never meant to fail. It was never meant to fail. God cannot fail. We will not fail neither. Hallelujah. Thank you, Je- Thank you Jesus. Brothers and sisters, God has so much in store for us. Thank you, Lord. Romans 1, 23, in the change of, of the glory of the corruptible of God into the image, more like the corruptible man to birds, for said, they are changing into animals, we are changing into the glory of the Son of God. They are changing for evil, we are changing for good. 
you will be changed. Y'all should be changed. Remember, God, Jesus is going to change you. He promised you he will. Thank you, Lord. If you want to call the changing rapture, that's what it's called. The rapture, the cut up in the air. Thank you, Lord. The people say, oh, the rapture is not biblical, but I can show you many things. I mean, rapture, that is it's still biblical. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We will be changed. We will be transformed. Thank you, Lord. Because the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. The Lord is going to change us. Zechariah 3, 4. I was reading Zechariah 3 early. And he answered and spoke unto, unto those who stood before him, saying, take away the filthy. This is happening in the spirit. About uh, one of the prophets, Joshua, I'm thinking about Joseph. Or Joshua, I'm sorry. Zechariah 3, 4. And he answered and spoke unto them who stood before him, saying, take away the filthy garment from him. Unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee. Clothing will change in raiment. What was going on here? I want to read from verse, from verse uh, 1, because I want you to see what's going on. The accuser of Joshua, I'm sorry, Joshua, which is Satan, the kissing of the brethren, took out one, and he showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord, and Satan standing at the right hand to resist him. Satan, you see, the right hand belongs to Jesus. Why is the devil standing at the right hand? That is a type of the Antichrist. He wants to be like Christ, you see. He wants to be like Christ. Satan wants to be like Christ. But he, because he's so evil, he cannot be good like Christ. You understand? He's at the right hand of, of Christ, the angel of the Lord, accusing the high priest Joshua. Instead of defending him, he's accusing him. He is being evil. That's his nature. He's never going to change that. But it's true. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord who had chosen Jerusalem rebuked thee. It is, is not this a branch plant out of the fire. Hallelujah. Israel branch is plant out of the fire, the Lord says. This is why I can tell when people criticize Israel. Israel is a, hallelujah, it's a branch. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a branch plug out of the fire. And another word, God chose in Israel. Why is Israel, why is Israel is? Why is Jacob Israel? Because God made the decision to make him Israel. God that did it. And his face is raised forever. That never changes. But the devil never stopped coming against Israel. As he never stopped coming against you and I, he never stopped coming against Israel, brothers and sisters. God have mercy. Hallelujah on Israel and all his people. Verse 3. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garment and stood before the angel. You see that if your garment, if your life, your garment talks about your life. If your life is full of sin and you are not repenting your sin, Satan can accuse you of your sin. Praise the Lord. But the Lord had already decided to forgive Joshua. God had already decided to forgive Israel. Israel spiritually looks like they're in trouble right now. Oh, but God already decided to forgive them. 
That's why no one can face him with Israel, because it was God that made the decision to forgive him according to the promise. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God can forgive anyone through Christ for what he did on the cross. He can forgive anyone, brothers and sisters. And he also spoke to those who stood before him, saying, The Lord now, take away the filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with changed raiment. Now, the Lord, not only the remove his sin, he also changed his garment. When you retain your sin before the Lord, your garment gets changed. You're not naked anymore. Uh-uh. You don't have filthy garments anymore. Filthy garments talks about sin. He looks so high of a filthy garment. Brothers and sisters. And the garment just changed. See, righteousness is a garment. Sin is another garment. I wonder what garment you have today on you. It's between you and God. Repent. Repent. I don't know what garment you have on you today. Brothers and sisters, if you are repenting, your garment is righteousness. If you are not repenting, if you are repenting, it's righteousness. But if you are not repenting, it's filthy garment, simple, full of skin, barking. You have another idea. It's filthy. It's horrible to look upon. Someone said that the Lord allowed his brother to smell sin. He said it was so bad, he was about to pass out. Well, imagine being dressed like it. Now he's stinking, addressing, all stinking. Ah, it's horrible. God have mercy. Brothers and sisters, that's how Joshua was. And he was a high priest. He was just not anybody. He was a man that knew repenting. But also repented because God forgiving him and remove his sin. Verse five. Hallelujah. They talk about the bride of Christ that knows how to repent but don't. The garment becomes filthy. Because this is someone who's saved already. And so when you are saved in Christ, you get a new garment. When you go back to sin, your garments are filthy. Horrible to look up on. But when you are when you repent, they get changed. You get new garment. No, give a new garment. Please give a new garment. What else did he get? Let's look into the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Verse four, Hallelujah. No, verse five. And he said, "Let them set a clean mirror upon his head." I believe this was. I believe this was a crown. I have to look it up. So they set a clean mirror upon his head and clothed him with garment and a name. And the angel of the Lord stood by. It was so pleasing to God. I, I got to get close to him now. He looks, he looks awesome. He smells good too. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord wants to be close to us when we are repenting. I mean, not, not only do we look good, we smell good too. Nothing more beautiful than a repenting Christian when you go on, man. The angel of the Lord stood by. I got to get close to him now. I got to get close to him. He's not good. Jewel. Okay, Jewel. Amen. 
with jewels. I think it says uh, a crown. I think I think another one. I could be wrong. I've been wrong several times. Um, praise your Lord. I think I read somewhere that it says crown, but I mean jewel. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, wow, it's it really, they're giving a lot of meaning. Mirror, a, te, a tall headdress worn by Bishop Samuel Avas. The biblical meaning is the, it's the question. Biblical meaning of it. Jewel, that makes sense. Hallelujah. Praise you. I, I, to me, it was a crown. It was a crown because it is similar to a crown. Amen. And we get the crown of salvation, remember? So biblically, biblically, the definition of we are crown because it's what we get, the crown of salvation. Amen. A crown with jewel. All right, that makes sense. Where, yes, because I heard about crown with precious stones. Someone saw this in heaven. Amen. And what they saw was, a crown with, with precious stones. Amen. Thank the Lord. Here, here is a, here is James. The same word, James. James one twelve. Blesses the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. So again, that is a confirmation. It is a crown. Thank you, brother body. But it's a crown with jewel. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. That's that's what he. That's what they place on his head, a crown with jewels, beautiful crown. Because some people have seen this in heaven when they place a crown on, on praise to God, on the bride of Christ. We're all going to get a crown, a crown of life. Jane calls it, but it's a crown with jewel, with stone. And someone was shown in heaven that when you win soul, they, keep, they, they add another stone to your crown. And when you keep winning soul, they add another crown to you, and they keep adding as you win soul. That's beautiful. I think that's beautiful. Praise you, Lord. And so that's, that's what's going to come uh, for the bride of Christ very soon, a crown of life. Amen. Verse 7. And then I, I love it that it said that the Lord, the angel of the Lord stood by. He, he, he wanted to be by him. Amen. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thou said the Lord of hosts, if thou wilt walk in my ways, if thou wilt keep my ordinance, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my court, and I will give thee places to walk among these who stand by, like angels, like judges. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, some of that is, 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 one, is, is one of the beauty that the bride of Christ is going to receive. Amen. Reward. I, reward. The correct word is reward. I said beauty, but it's reward. That the bride of Christ is going to receive what we get, get taken home. Amen. Uh, because Paul says some of you will judge angels. Not anybody. Other people like to go out there and judge. Judge not, says the word of God. That's what we need to do now. Judge not. Keep our mouth quiet. See someone falling in sin. If you can now restore him. If you cannot restore him with loving kindness, don't judge. Don't judge. It's easy to fall in that temptation. Praise your Lord. What do you do when someone falling in sin? You criticize him. No. Don't criticize anybody. 
Judge not, my brothers and sisters. Amen. We need to learn, hallelujah, to help our people. Thank you, Jesus. We need to, we need to, hallelujah, help other people. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. It's very important that, hallelujah, we learn to either help but not, not bring people down. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because it's easy. It's easy. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. It's easy to judge. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. James said it this way, James 5, 16. Acknowledge your fault one to another. You know, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know, I, I said that in anger. I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Acknowledge your fault to one another. I'm sorry I was angry. I offended you. My sister, my brother, I'm sorry. Amen. And then you love the Lord. You love me. Yes, brother Albert, you know, I understand. We all make mistakes. You know, I forgive you. Amen. That's how the Lord wants us to be with our problem here, our misunderstanding. Amen. That's how the Lord wants us to be with it. Amen. So acknowledge it for one another and pray for one another. Let me pray for you, brother. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. That ye may be healed. You don't know the Lord can heal that person. I'm like, it happens. Maybe heal. Praise the Lord. But see, the important thing is people focus on, on physical healing. What about the spiritual healing? It was, it was, it was so fun the other night because when the Lord was showing me uh, people turning into zombies the other night, what the Lord was letting me know is, now, what's more important to you? That you have a house, you got your land, or that you are saved. What's more important to you now? Uh-oh. Oh, wait a minute. I took a step back. Two, three, four step back. I don't know how many step back. I, I wait a minute. My whole life. I was like looking back at my whole life. Because it's true. A lot of people listening tonight know what the Lord is saying to us. So concerned that you win the whole world by losing your own soul. Oh, thank you, Lord. We want to go up there and preach and do this and do that. What about yourself? Worry about your own salvation with trembling and fear. Take care of it, brothers and sisters. We need to. Very important. Yes, the Lord wants us to love one another, care for one another, pray for one another. But worry also about your own salvation. I'm telling you, it's very important. And so the Lord is like, hey, focus on your salvation. Seek the kingdom of heaven first. And every other thing will be added unto you. He'll give you all that stuff. But focus on the Lord first. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The prayer of the righteous man avail much if it be fervent. So there's not any prayer like people think. Ah, let me just do a short prayer. This is it. No. It has to be fervent. You all have to be in that prayer, 100%. Elisha was a man suggested to like passion as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for three years and six months. Three and a half years, Elisha prayed, and there not rain. Praise the Lord. That must have been a fervent prayer, I tell you now. He prayed, and God heard him. 
God answered. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave way, and the earth brought forth and the fruit of fruit. The earth being called she. Thank you, Lord. Not he, but she. The earth is a she. In the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Verse 19. Brethren, if any of you have erred from the truth, and some men have, com- uh, have converted him, let him know that which have converted the sinner from going straight out of this way to uh, save a soul from that and to high multitude of sin. I don't have another translation that said this. This is kind of uh, just straightforward, but uh, there is another translation I love. How it just, um, let me read this. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome, so good. No one like him. It says, know this. If you turn a sinner back from the error of his way, then you will rescue him from the, from the grip of death and cover them uh, pain and sequences of untold sin. Well, uh, is, is a painful place to go to. So you can keep someone from going to the pain of hell just by giving them an advice. Turn away, my son, my friend. Turn away from your sin. Repent. Isn't that awesome? Sin is, uh, hell is painful, I'm telling you. And, and the grip of dead man, ready to grip anyone. We need to, we need to let them know. Repent with love, brothers and sisters. Because it's happening. Time is short. Not time to backslide. This is not time to go back on the Lord. This is not time to go back to sin. This is not that time. Not the time. If that time was once, not no more. Because things are very difficult now. I'm telling you, things are very difficult. Thank you, Lord. Not time to play around. Not time to say, well, I'll go back to my old ways. No, it's not time for that. It is too difficult. Praise you, Lord. Too many souls are being lost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. I am telling you, this is not easy. It is not easy, but when we cry out to the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Second Timothy 4a, for henceforth it is laid out for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, should give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also the love that his appearance, another one said the love is coming. And loving his coming is truly what he's saying to us, is the love of righteous. The love that caught up in the air. Boy, how do the Lord feel about those churches that are preaching against the righteous? Because we should love the righteous. We should love his coming. You got a bunch of people talking against his coming. How does the Lord feel about that? Because we have to love his coming. Love it. Oh, I love Jesus is coming. Praise your Lord. But a lot of people don't love his coming. They're saying, oh, that's not biblical. They're making up all kinds of things. Praise the Lord. The Lord is not pleased. Why? Because that's not his gospel. The gospel should be about about Jesus coming. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. His appearance is coming. I'm looking for the other translation that says it's coming. Praise the Lord. Because that's really what it is. It's coming. It's appearing. I keep finding his appearing. Another one says it's coming. Praise your Lord. Because Jesus is coming. 
and he promised us he would come. Appearing and coming might be the same. Uh, another one said, eagerly uh, waiting for his to come again. So this is about the rapture. This is about the cut up in the air. Do you love that Jesus is coming? Do you love his coming? If you love his coming, then you prepare. But if you don't love his coming, you're not preparing because you, you don't love his coming. And, and, and the Lord wants us to love his coming. Love that he's coming again, that he's going to appear again. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. It's, we, we are so late into the hour, brothers and sisters, that we need to uh, just keep our eyes on Jesus. Just do that. And that's even hard to do. But the Lord, we can always ask, hallelujah. I love the translation. Away the love for his appearing, for, for him to appear. Away the love for him to appear. I love the translation. Praise you, Lord. So we must be loving that Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I don't know how you're waiting for the Lord. Are you waiting for him in love or are you waiting for him in hate? I don't know how you're waiting for the Lord. But it has to be in love, the word of God says. Thank you, Lord. All our love is appearing. Thank you, Lord. Another one said, all our love is return. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. And all who love his appearance. Thank you, Lord. I'm looking for, for all the, looking at all the different translations in regard to his coming, his appearance. He is coming back as he promised. Hallelujah. Do you love his coming or his appearing back? Because he's going to appear. In, hallelujah. And, and the first one, we will, meet, we will see him in the cloud. Those that are waiting for him will see him. That's why we're meeting in the cloud. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Uh, so set their heart. I'm, I'm waiting for his appearance. This is another beautiful translation. Those that have set their hearts. And his appearance. So those that are waiting, thank the Lord, praise your God. And so if you love his appearing, if you love that Jesus is coming back to take us home, you patiently is waiting for him. Thank you, Lord. So it is, it is an exciting, uh, hallelujah, time. Thank you, Lord, for the bride of Christ who are going to meet the Lord in the air. But my question for the Lord was, you know, is he that close? And he is that close, brothers and sisters. That's the whole idea. He is that close, and he is going to, to to take us home. Thank you, Lord. He is going to. Praise you, Lord, because what? He um, He promised us he would, that he would be, we will also be. Thank you, Lord. So it's an exciting time for the bride of Christ who wants to go home because we are so close to be going home. Thank you, Jesus. So close to take us to take us home. Thank you. You're looking for the blessed hope of an appearance of the glory of the mighty God in our Savior Jesus Christ. There you go, Titus. That's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. Jesus is coming back, brothers and sisters. And he's coming back for those that love his appearing. The love that he's returning. Those that love his coming. Love his coming, brothers and sisters. Don't get tired of you hearing, hallelujah, about Jesus coming. Never get tired. The devil wants to make us seem like it's boring, like it's being repeated so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But it's not about that. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. 
uh, George 2, 1, uh, the law of God for his people, blow the trumpet in Zion, shout in my holy mountain, let all the unheaven of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is come, for it is a hand, said Job. Job. It is a hand. Because it's so close, he's coming. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ, he is coming. He promised us he would. Why would he not? Why would he not keep up, keep on his promise? He's faithful. He's not like man. Let's tell you something now and something else later. Praise you, Jesus. He's coming. I love it because it says in the Old Testament, ah, he's coming. Oh, at that time. Praise you, Lord. He's coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And the second time, he says, Mark, and Jesus, I and you should see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming in the cloud of heaven. This is the second coming. Oh, I will see them. Thank you, Lord. And who I will see them, those that are coming with him will also see him. Thank you, Lord. It, it, you know, he promised he would. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15:23. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruit. Afterward, those who are in Christ are his coming. What's going to happen of his coming? Well, Christ is the first fruit. On the third day, he raised again. What happened to us? Even the resurrection of Christ, like I said before, is tied up with the rapture. How can they deny the rapture? So, did they believe that Christ was risen on the third day? Or they're still doubting that? Because the rapture is together with the with, the, with his resurrection. He's the first fruit out of the dead. Are you listening? He's the first fruit out of the dead. That's exactly what Paul says to the Corinthians. Well, let me go into Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. So you see, Christ, hallelujah, is the first fruit out of the dead. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 19 of 1 Corinthians 15. If there's a, if in the life only we, we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. Hallelujah. I'm probably reading that. The life we only have hope in Christ. Okay. But now verse 20. But now Christ is risen from the dead. Amen. And became the, the, the first who are those who slept. Who were those that slept? I want to make this clear. There's no misunderstanding. Those that slept were Abraham and all of them. They were all of them. Christ Jesus. See, now I went to heaven first. Now I'm going to heaven first. Christ is the first of the dead. Thank you, Lord. Verse 21. For since by man came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. For as an Adam all die, even so in Christ you all be made alive. So in Adam, they all die. But in Christ, they are all made alive, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. It's in Christ. All happens in Christ. All this stuff happens in Christ. All these wonderful things happen in Christ. Verse 17. But every man in his own order, Christ the first or afterward, those who are in Christ are his coming. So there you go. The resurrection and the rapture is like it's one event. So if you don't believe in the rapture, be careful you're not believing in the resurrection too. Because the one event, Christ was risen 
So we are listening. Praise your Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you for the words. There it goes. And now we are children abiding him, that when he shall appear, we may be bold and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Praise the Lord. There you go. It's all tied up with his coming. The life of Christ, the resurrection of Christ is tied up with his coming. So I don't know what there is. I don't believe in, in the rapture or standing with us. It's a dangerous thing because Christ was the first fruit. We are, we follow because we believe. Thank you, Lord. Verse 24. Then comes the end when he should have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he should have put down all rule and all authority and power. Thank you, Lord. So Christ is going to give everything back to the Father. Right now, this is the way the Father has been working in our life and in, the, in everything, in all creation. But then he's going to give it back to the Father. He will deliver up the kingdom to God. Even the Father says, okay, Father, I have finished all the work. Here, here is your kingdom. Here it is. So he has put down all rule. He's going to rule whatever, like lion. Here is my rock, Father. In all authority and power, all the power, Father, all the authority you gave me, here it is to you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. That's what he said. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. Oh, that Satan Owen. When Satan gets thrown down to the pen and then the white judgment throne, Satan is going to be thrown down to the lake of fire. And then the white throne judgment, they'll judge all the angels, all the people from the lake of fire, and those that are going to be with him and going to be with him. And then Jesus will give up everything back to the Father that gave it to him. But he said, the Father has given me all authority in heaven and earth. He can give all that back. Amen. But after everything is finished, why that he needs to finish everything? Because he made everything. Everything was made through him. So he's the only one that can finish all. Praise the Lord. We are his creation. He has to be above 100% always because we are his creation. Thank the Lord. Our creation cannot be without a creator. The last enemy should be destroyed as dead. Dead is going to be put down to dead. Dead is going to be killed. Dead is going to die. And it sounds funny, but that's going to happen to dead. Dead is going to feel the pain or her enemy fell. The dead and Haiti are going to walk together in the tribulation, but Dad is going to be put to dead by the Lord. Dad tried to kill the Lord on the cross, but they couldn't, could not kill the Lord because the Lord was his maker. They could not kill Jesus because Jesus made dead. He's his maker. He's the creator of all things. But they cannot kill him. But they try. Oh, but she's going to be punished for that. She's going to be killed for what she had done. Praise the Lord. Try to kill the author of life. See, they cannot kill life. They can only kill death. That's why they cannot kill Lazarus. Because Lazarus has life in him. And life cannot be defeated. By death, brothers and sisters. That's why in Christ we are more than overcomer. That's why you don't need to be afraid of death. Praise your Lord, because if you die, like people call it on here, 
you don't die, you just go to sleep. I remember that killed my body once. And I, my body was dead, but my spirit, my soul was still alive. And I'm there like, wait a minute, I'm dead. Well, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. Man, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. We, that cannot deceive us. He defeated death at the cross. Defeated death. Until, until uh, John, there are still so many people, but not Christ. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 27. For he has put all things under his feet, all things, not dead, everybody, faith and all of them. They are under the feet of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He can step on his enemy all day long he wants. But when he said all things are put under his feet, it is manifest that he is a sect who, who then put all things under his feet. So God put all things under the feet of Jesus, but not, not himself. See, not himself. God is God, the, the Almighty, the Father. But the Lord is the Almighty, too. Thank you, Lord. He had to swear for his own because no one greater than him. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 28. And when all things should be subdued unto him, then you all... So the Son himself also be suggested unto him, who put all things under him, that God may be all and all. Thank you, Lord. And I know that God, who we see as three persons, becomes one. Oh, 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 oh. I love it. I love it. He becomes one again. Praise the Lord. So he is, he is God, the Son. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, the work needs to be finished. Praise the Lord. God needs to finish the work for him to rest from his work. Hallelujah. If the work was done in the beginning, praise the Lord, it was finished in the beginning, what is he doing now? Jesus said, my father works until this day when the Lord criticized him. So Father God was working. Putting everything back into place, he's gonna defeat death, Satan, and not throw him in the lake of fire, and that's the end of them. And all work gets finished, brothers and sisters. He's going to finish all work. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's why those that are his now need to be seeking the Lord now more than ever. And we have to pray, brothers and sisters, pray that you will make it to eternity. Because remember, at the end of in the millennium, when Satan is released for a little season, three months, everyone wants to their daddy. Who's your daddy now? And they're going to run to Satan, brothers and sisters. But if, you're, if God is your daddy, you run to your daddy. They run to the daddy, you run to our daddy, brothers and sisters. Praise to God. And that's, that's what we need to understand. Do we serve God or who do we serve? We serve God, brothers and sisters. Praise your Lord. He's our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Else, what should they do who are baptized from dead? Or the dead life not at all? Why are they being baptized from the dead? This, this was the, one of the problems that uh, when Paul went to the Corinthians, this was going on. And Paul is, is, is saying today, I declare by, by rejoicing in you, which I have in Christ, Jesus our Lord, I die daily. Hallelujah. <laughs> if it was a pastor this way, he said, you're killing me. Also, I die daily. And then I'm more than time, a pastor would say, you're killing me, brothers and sisters, with this stuff. 
You are killing me. Praise the Lord. I need to rest from you. Praise the Lord. After the man I met, I, I, met, I have found, uh, and then he tells him about the problem. There was so much problem happening with Corinthian brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But he started with the resurrection of Jesus, the first fruit of the dead. There was a sister tightening into the rapture of his coming. But hallelujah. I don't know how they are being separated now. I'm, I'm questioning that from people, whether they read the word of God or not, because this cannot be separated, in other words. It's one event. It happened when Jesus was resurrected. Those that are waiting on the hope on his return, brothers and sisters, are hoping to be raised by like Christ. So how can you separate them two when it's one event? Jesus was resurrected first out of the dead. The bride of Christ is resurrected first because God's going to work with Israel. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, hallelujah. There, there it is. Zechariah 3.8. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou and thy fellow who sat before thee. For they are going wander up. For, for behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. Now, look what he said. My servant, the branch. Who will they serve? Jesus, God. Israel will serve God. Thank you, Lord. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua, upon one son should be seven eyes. There's the number seven again. Behold, I will engrave the engraving thereof, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. There goes the one day again. Iniquity will be removed. Seven eyes, seven years. In seven years, praise the Lord. But in one day, he is saving people right now. The day keeps being repeating right now. Time is over. The Lord keeps repeating the same day. Brothers and sisters, thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. This is why it says today, if you hear his voice, do not hearken your heart. Repent. That's what he's saying. You hear his voice, do not hearken your heart. Today is the day of salvation. The Lord keeps repeating the day. Asking the Father for the day to be repeated so he can save more soul. To save more soul. Don't you feel a person this is like you're not resting, you go to sleep, and you wake up tired? You go to bed tired, and instead of resting, you wake up tired. Praise the Lord. The day is being repeated. It's all happening. I will remove the iniquity of the land in one day. It's happening in the same day. Because the Lord got control of time, brothers and sisters. That's why time is in his hands. It's a tool he made. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 4 1. Uh, Thessalonians 4 1. Furthermore, we receive you, brother, and assure you by the, by the Lord Jesus that as ye have received from us, how ye have to walk. To please God, so ye will abound even more. What is our calling? What is the what? Our life are to please God. You don't even have the right before God to kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. You don't have the right. You don't have the right to kill anyone. If you kill someone, hallelujah, it's a sin. So if you kill yourself, hallelujah, thou should not kill. 
Hallelujah. So you don't have to lie to kill anyone. You don't have to lie to kill yourself neither. Praise your Lord. Because someone says to me, what happens if I kill myself? You don't have that right. It's a lie. You take a lie. Praise the Lord. And that is danger. For you know the commandment we gave you by the Lord. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should obtain from fornication. Praise your Lord. Even the one you should know to possess is vast for sanctification and honor. Thank you, Lord. Fear, therefore, for God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. And a lot of people disagree with that, but that's what the word of God says. He has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness, he says. He, he therefore, that despise this, despise now men but God, who has also given unto us the Holy Spirit. Paul is saying this word because the Holy Spirit is in his life, guiding him through all this. And then he says, hey, who have also given unto us the Holy Spirit. So if you're doubting what we're telling you, let me tell you something. We also got the Holy Spirit like you. Praise the Lord. So when, when someone wants the Holy Spirit give you a word, don't despise the word. Pray about it. Take it to prayer. Everything I'm telling you tonight, take it to prayer. Thank you, Lord. Take it to prayer before the Lord. Don't, don't be afraid. Back concerning our brotherly love, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourself are taught by God to love one another. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your Lord. God is awesome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then he continues. Verse 11. Now, you started to be quiet. Now, you started to be quiet in your own business and work, uh, to work with your own hand as we commanded. And you may work honestly to those who are outside that you may need, need nothing. But I now have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those who are asleep for ye, uh, that you sorrow not, even as others who have no hope. Praise the Lord. People keep going to a cemetery crying for those that, that, that died. But if they die in Christ, you don't need to be crying all the time because they are with the Lord, for sure. They are in paradise. So we... For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so even will God also bring with him those who are also asleep in Jesus. So the rapture is tied up with the resurrection of Christ. So when someone says, what is the rapture? Take a simple. A rapture, let me explain the rapture in a few words. A rapture is a resurrection of Christ. As Christ was resurrected by God, so we, the bride of Christ, are going to be resurrected very soon. That's what it is. We're going to be changed. We're going to be transformed. Christ was transformed by his resurrection, so we will be transformed by our resurrection, Lord and sisters. The rapture is the resurrection of the bride of Christ. Christ has his own resurrection. That's why if we, any man be in creature, be, be in God, he's a new creature. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. For this we will say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord should not proceed those who are asleep. Thank you, Lord. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead of Christ shall be raised first. Why is the trumpet being mentioned at the rapture, brothers and sisters? Because God is giving us a sign. See, God gave the Jewish people signs, trumpets, sounds. 
and scientists are beginning to relay life with sound. Are you listening? Scientists are beginning to relay life with sound. That every sound has a purpose or has an action. Or give you another meaning. Every sound has a resurrection power. The trumpet of the bride of Christ resurrects the bride. It's a trumpet so connected with us. And another way, Christ is not only the Savior, but he's also the sound. The sound, they call it sound wave. The sound, the trumpet that gives life. When the trumpet gets sound, it's like the trumpet goes in action, bringing us home, brothers and sisters. We are tied with the trumpet. Scientists are relating the wave of the sound with different things. There are sound that gives life. They have studied it. There are sound, brothers and sisters, that give different things. Give life. Uh, uh, the word life is, is used. Sound that gives life. There are sound that heal. I heard about the sound that heal. That uh, they, there was a, a man, a, a, a Christian man, that he had a plant in his house, in his apartment, and he used to play the guitar, I think it was. And he, what he did is that this one with a violin, not a violin one, yes. But this one, what he did, he took the music and, 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 and played the music every day near his plant with no light, no light. To see what the outcome will be, because he, I believe he was saw in the word. I can't remember exactly. I wish I didn't remember all the details. But what he was trying to do was take the music, put it through the plan, just put the music close to the plan, and and, and have the plan in the room with no light for for three weeks, and see what will be the outcome. Because in three in three weeks, the plan with no water and no light should have been dead. Well, what he did is. The plant was not dead, the leaf was still green, and the plant was still healthy, like he was being given giving the plant water, and like the plant was under the light, brothers and sisters, the sunlight. The result he came about, he kept doing the same testing, testing the plant to see if the plant would die without the music, and the music is Christian music, most music for God, anointed music, and the plant would not die. It would simply not die. And, and then he, the study he's doing is that there's life and music, especially if the word of God is in it, because Jesus is the word. And so that's what he's studying. That's what he's discovered, hallelujah. And so scientists, because some, some scientists are using wave sound to heal patients, because they're starting to, you know, after he signed out, he, he you know, sends this information. A lot of people are using it. They're continuing to study the stuff, and they're finding out, there is a lot of healing in the music, a lot of life, a lot of power. So the trumpet must be connected with us, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. When the trumpet sounds, the advice like in the lines of dead comfort, but this will make one sleep in Christ who has lived to be transformed. So it, it, it will transform us. It will change us. Persons will make us ready. It's something that connected with us in the trumpet. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and it's powerful. It's powerful. A lot of people have, have followed these these things, and a lot of people are using it 
ministers are using it, and they tell it really is powerful. There's life in, in there's life in the word, like the Bible says. And when it's applying music, there's life in the music, and they're finding that this stuff is powerful. And, and doctors are using it, scientists are using it now for years, and it, it doesn't fail. It doesn't fail. So there's more to what we know in regards to life and the word and the trumpet, the sound. Why is the trumpet, brothers and sisters, related? Why is the trumpet being related here with the rapture and the transformation? Because Paul says we will be transformed. Isn't that like the trumpet will transform us? Well, what happened to me in this revelation, I was transformed when it happened, the lighting. So look what happened. The lighting, the trumpet happened all together at the coming of the Lord. The lighting changes everyone else, brothers and sisters. I don't know why, but when people in the world get hit by the lighting, somehow they get changed into deep, praise the Lord, but the trumpet changed me into a glorified body. Praise the Lord. Was it down because that's what I believe? Was it down to them because that's what they believe in zombie and all that garbage? What, what, you know? It just makes you think, why were they changing to zombie, and why was my body changing to glorify? Was it because what they had on their heart? Well, we know that uh, Nebuchadnezzar was changing to a beast. Must be that the sin is related to a beast. Like God says they are in First Romans, they are related to beasts, or they act like beasts, they behave like beasts. Amen? So everything is related, in other words. There's more relationship with sound and behavior, obedience to God and disobedience to his word. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, and what we know, there's a lot of relationship to it. Praise the Lord. Because when the sound is, when, when, the, when the trumpet is sound, people change into zombies. So when the trumpet is sound, we change into glorified body. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, Everything is related to sound and wave. Praise the Lord. We know that when Jesus Christ, the earth shook. And scientists have found waves and earthquakes. Brothers and sisters, there are negative waves and earthquakes, and they're positive wave, in other words. So it's positive, it's negative when it's dead, when it's life. Is, is that what it is? You know. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to relay these things. But yes, the earth shook when Jesus died on the cross. When he, when he gave out the Holy Ghost, boom, it shook. So when the Holy Ghost went out to heaven, give you an example. Um, the earth shook. Praise the Lord. Was he holding everything together for not to shake? For it not to shake? Or was it that it was so strong that it shook? Praise the Lord. Or was that the negative that happens at the cross, the way, negative way, make the earth shake? Scientists are studying this as they study earthquake, and they notice a different behavior in the way of earthquake, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because there are waves, there are equipment they sell. I was looking myself at equipment for earthquakes, and the equipment I was studying online. They study the wave of the earthquakes. Uh, I think it's first response. First, uh, they capture the first wave that comes out. 
and they already have censored the the detective first wave. So, in other words, if if by the cross of Jesus there would have been one of these censored, at the moment he died, it would have picked up a wave right away. So this is why scientists are relating these ways with things that happen, brothers and sisters. They are relating music way, trumpet way. We know that the shofar way is totally different. And God told Moses and the Jewish people, the sound to me for the shofar uh, is the people, if the enemy will come to attack, they had a different sound for the shofar. And the sound was like kind of an awakening sound. When the shofar sound, people immediately jump into the feet, put on the boots or whatever, and got dressed and got ready to battle. Brothers and sisters. And it all happened, they acted immediately when that shofar. And it was God that told them. So God knows the power of the wave, a sound. We signed this on story now. And knows which beha- what behavior it causes because it causes the people to be alert immediately when that shofar was sound. Praise the Lord. There was another shofar sound for people to be ready to march, be ready to move. When that shofar was sound, People immediately moved to be ready, like an alarm clock. Giovanni is relating into an alarm clock. It may, it's sound. It's so sound. It is so way. It's in the word of God. Praise the Lord. And I think that if we study this deeper and pray about it, I think the Lord will reveal even, even more to us. Because in my own body, when the shofar sound, when the light hit, the lightning hit in the shofar, I was changed into a glorified body. And it happened instantly. So one way to send off from heaven that changed my body immediately. But the body of the people also will be enchanted into evil, zombie. In our location, I saw them changing into world war. So the shofar is powerful. It's, it's something so powerful. The wave, praise the Lord. It might be that we, we the bride of Christ, will hear the shofar. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. For the Lord is just in the temple head with a shower, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ to rise first. So when the shofar is sound, brothers and sisters, look what happened. The dead rise. Well, when Jesus died, I when he died, the dead rose. Why? Because at that moment, he was the first from the dead. They enter. For the first time now, they can go to heaven. Amen. So the sound, the way that it made in the time of Christ, woke up the dead. That's how powerful that shofar is. Sounding the way, the power way in God. Praise you, Lord. Another revelation I heard, a sister that was taken to heaven, she saw the way that angel, angel get up, they get in way sound. And, and, and she said that when, one of the angels said to her that when we worship on earth, we created a specific sound that goes to the throne of God, a specific way. An angel loves to get in that way, to ride that way to the throne. Because it's a beautiful wave and it's a specific wave. A lot of Christians don't even know it. And so when, when you meditate what Jesus said, the worshiper of God should worship God in spirit and truth, and they must worship. That means God wants a specific way to come to the throne all the time from earth. When you worship God, you create a wave, a sound that God loves. So God loves the way, the sound, and she could see it in the spirit. She said, you can see these things so clear in the spirit, these waves when you, when you worship. A specific way it's created when you pray. Thank you, Lord. And, and she also saw a lot of waves coming to the throne. 
So not only worshiping and praying creates all these ways, brothers and sisters, hallelujah, but a lot of things you and I do. So it must be that obedience has a way, a specific way. Disobedience has a specific way, brothers and sisters, because obedience has a way. Righteousness has a way. Thank you, Lord. So all these things, hallelujah, we must do because why? Praise the Lord. It pleases God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Revelation 19.1. After these times, I heard a great voice of multitude of people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation, glory, honor, and power unto the Lord our God. These worship that they're doing in heaven create a wave. They create a wave in the spirit. An angel can see this wave, and God loves this wave, and they go to the throne. So everything we do in this life creates a wave. So that's why God can tell in one way, God can tell what is going on on this earth because of the way that are coming to the throne. If the evil things are being done right here, they're putting out a different way. And that's what ways are affecting. When Jesus died on the cross, the way, hallelujah, yet created an earthquake, but it also brought life into the body of the people that were dead. The dead resurrecting. You see how powerful the way can be? Praise the Lord. It might be that when you pray for someone, a way comes out of you that if a person is dead, it will bring them to life. Thank you, Lord. There are different ways that we are putting in the spirit and relationship to everything that we do, brothers and sisters. And, and Friday morning happens to me. The sound, the the shofar sound, the trumpet. My body turned into a glorified body. So the way hit me, the way hit me and changed me. But it also changed the people in the world into zombie. What happened there? What happened that they changed into zombie, but I changed into a glorified body? And you got to ask these questions because then you study, and then more people will study and study these things. And say, wait a minute. There has to be a relationship in mean, the Word of God with what Brother Elvie is saying. If you're looking at it into the Word, say, wait a minute, Brother I know I'm going to get a lot of emails about this because if, as people look it, up, look it up in the Word and study it, and oh, I know what happened. I know what's going to happen at the, when the trumpet sounds. We get, we get changed, like Paul says, in the twinkling of an eye, but these people also get changed into zombies. So, because there's a changing coming out of the way of the spirit, no matter what situation you're in, if you are in obedience, you get changed to glory. If you are in disobedience, you change to, to shame. That's the behavior of the person. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, it's that a wasting out of heaven that will hit everyone at the rapture. Whatever the condition people are in, that's how they're going to change. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But God is giving us the clue what's going on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, verse 3 of your Revelation 19, and again they say, Hallelujah, in her smoke arose from every, forever and ever. And the four twenty hours from the living being fell down and worshiped God and sat down the cross, saying, Amen, Hallelujah. Now, the smoke is one thing. It doesn't mention the way, hallelujah, 
But there's so so much going on here, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's so much in the Word of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is so awesome. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sound, sound. There's so much sound going on. And the sounds is just there in the Word of God. And this is so much sound. Why there's so much sound in the throne, which create waves? We know that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There are sounds that create trembling. Tremble. Joel 2. Blow you the trumpet in sound, in fire, in sound, in the Lord, in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. So this blowing of this shofar brings trembling on the people. The fear of God, in other words. It brings the fear of God. Can you imagine that? The different sound in the spirit. This sounding brings the fear of God. And we are to uh, keep our salvation with trembling and fear. I wonder if that a sound. <laughs> oh, man, people are, people are thinking, like, brother, Abby, what are you talking about here? This is incredible. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, there, there's someone, I don't remember the name, but he's using music some way to apply it to the heart, and they can see the, the heart recovering. Or they apply it to the body, and they can see the, the tissue inside. All that coming together for better. And so they are applying it to different members of the body, the wave sound, after the wave sound, and they can see like healing going on. Praise the Lord. Well, in the word of God says that when the sound is trumpet in Joel chapter 2, people tremble. Something happens. Praise the Lord. They fear the Lord. For the day of the Lord comes. Oh, it is a it is a nine a hand. Praise the Lord. So there's sound, and we then we it takes you into Exodus and all the sound that were made. Hallelujah! Hear, hear it. When the trumpet sound long, they should come up to the mountain, to the mount. So when the trumpet was sound long, people immediately knew we need to run to the mountain. We need to come. So it created an awakening of them to run to God, run to the mountain, because God was in the mountain. Amen. Praise you, Lord. There's so much, so much, so much. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. When the voice of the trumpet sound long and was loud and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him by the voice. You see, as, as he kept sounding the trumpet, God heard him. He was just sounding the trumpet. It doesn't even say that. Um, thank you, Lord. He sounded the trumpet. Moses spoke. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of study on the trumpet. So was he having a conversation with God through the sound? It seems like it. He was communicating with God through the sound. Moses knew how to, knew how to do that. Well, when David sounded the ark, was it the ark? Ark. Heart. When when David found the heart, the demon out of out of Saul heard the sound and ran. They could not stand the sound. It was like a rebuke. So when the word out of the heart of David came, 
hit the beam and they flew away. Thank you, Lord. What happened there? There is a lot of sound way going on, brothers and sisters. Praise the Lord. But see, David knew that in his relationship with the Lord, a lot of us are still beginning to learn this stuff. How come they knew all this stuff? And we are still, thank you, Lord, because they, they, they hearken to his voice. Praise the Lord. Now, hearken to, hearkening to his voice means what? How do you hearken to his voice? Because you, you can worship God in music and you can hear God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a communication. Communication through it is a wave, a sound. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Why is it a lot of sound going on in heaven, but not a lot of voices? Some people have said that they don't hear voices in heaven. They, 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 God communicates with everyone, but there's a lot of music going on, a lot of sound, a lot of waves. Huh. Makes you think, huh? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And so when the trumpet sounds, when Jesus comes in the rapture, look what happened. Now that you understand, wave a little, look what happened. From the Lord and such to the temple head with a shout. Hallelujah. And the voice of the knocking. Okay, what is a shout? Thank you, Lord. What is a shout? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. A shower is described as a loud call. And it's pressure, a strong emotion. So the Lord comes down and he has pressed to us, and we know and we understand. That talks to me about relationship with the Lord, communication in the spirit. We know the Lord, loud sound. Thank you, Lord. But it also means an emotion. He can be out putting his emotions in waves that will attract us to him, like a magnet. And as he expresses himself to his emotion, come, my beloved one. Because that's what it says in, in the book of Cantare. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The sound, sound, the, the book of songs. Thank you, Lord. Son, uh, Son of Solomon. Thank you, Lord. That's what they talk about it. Thank you, Lord, that when the beloved, when he called his beloved, that is Jesus calling his bride. Thank you, Lord. He called her unto him, and she, she, she hear his voice. Thank you, Lord. Praise Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, uh, this is how this is how it sounds. This is the sound that the Lord will output to us in the rapture. You never heard this before, right? Some of you never heard this before. Look at this. Sounds. Uh, oh man, did it cut it off? Thank you, Lord. Sounds one four. Uh, uh, drop me. We will run after thee. The king has brought me unto his chamber. He is drawing us to him. In the rapture, look what Jesus does to us. He draws us to him. What kind of sound will the Lord output to us that draws you and I to him? In other words, we cannot be separated. 
At the rapture, Jesus and I, Jesus and you cannot be separated. Hallelujah. Again, let's, 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 just, let, let's, let's read, because this is exactly what happened at the rapture, at the bride of Christ. Drop me, right, that's a rapture, drop me, bring me close to you. We will run after thee. That's what we do to the cloud. We run unto the Lord. The king has brought me to his chamber. Bring it to the we will be glad and rejoice at thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. Upright love thee. Now, what happened here? We are being drawn. That sounds like way. That sounds like it's powerful. It's, it's powerful. Thank you, Lord. It is so powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, if you don't believe me, I'll give you more proof. I'm going to give you more biblical proof. You're going to hear what Jesus, what Jesus says to the bride of Christ. Look what he said to the bride of Christ at the midnight hour, Matthew 25. Have you heard that one? Yes. How many of you can say yes? Have you heard Matthew 25? Yes, right? Okay. If you heard Matthew 25, if you have read Matthew 25, look at it right here now, Matthew 25. Okay. Tell me, is thou whom I so love it, where thou feedest, where thou makest thy flock to rest at noon? Noon. For why should I be as one that turn aside by the flock of thy companion? Thank you, Lord. We are his flocks at noon. Rest at noon. When do we rest? After the midnight hour, we rest. I know. In another word, in a new day. Thank you, Lord. It becomes new for us now. Praise the Lord. It's coming. We're going to rejoice with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then the bride comes back with Jesus, Revelation 19. Thank you, Lord. Because it's a relationship. You have to see it in relationship, in communication, in union. I, I compare thee, all my love, to a company of horses in, in Pharaoh and Sharia. We return with the Lord in Sharia and horses. Hallelujah. Well, it, it gives a jewel now. Hallelujah. Verse 10, the cheek are commonly like we're all jewels. I make the change of gold. Thank you, Lord. And then verse 11, we will make the border of gold with stars and silver. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. And there's so much love as you, so much more as you leave, as you, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So much, so much there in Son of Song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then uh, Psalm 2 1. Hallelujah. I am the rose of Sharon. Hallelujah. In the lily of the valley. That's the Lord telling us who He is to us. Thank you, Lord. The Lord telling us who He is to us. Thank you, Lord. And it's important for us to know the lily of the valley. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. And then here is what we are going to enjoy in heaven with him. It, it's all over his it, it, word that we are going to, as the apple tree among the tree of, the, of, of wood, so my beloved among the sons. I sat down under the shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet unto my taste. We're going to enjoy everything he has in heaven for us very soon. Hallelujah. He brought me to the banqueting house, and banner over me was love. Hallelujah. Just so much. Hallelujah. So much. Hallelujah. He, he loves us so much. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. He has so much. Hallelujah. Uh, some people, we talked about hearing a voice when, when the rapture happened. Hallelujah. Hearing a voice, because uh, some people, this is what they hear. My beloved spoke and said unto me, rise up, my, my love, my fair one, come away. That's rapture. That's Jesus bringing us home in the rapture. Some will hear that sweet voice. Some will be looking for a, a trumpet. Other will, be, will hear just a very beautiful voice. We talked about this before. That's exactly what's going to happen soon. Some people in the rapture, still, you still be raptured, but it will be often you'll hear the Lord for the first time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. It is just so awesome how all this is going to play out very soon. Hallelujah. Again, uh, Jesus talked about the fig tree. If you can discern, hallelujah, here it is. The fig tree put it for her green figs, and the vine with tender grass, great uh, give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Take us home in the rapture. Another rapture there in summer sun. Arise, come away. You may hear that. But you see, the, the come away is repeated. That's rapture. Come away. Some people uh, don't like the word rapture, but time away or the cut up in the air, however you want to say it. It's still biblical. It is still so biblical. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This has happened to me and many other people. Hallelujah. Uh, thank, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is the thing we need to be careful with. Because this is the Lord saying to us now. Now, the bride of Christ, we need to be paying close attention to this. Take us, take, take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vine. For our vine have tender grapes. We're, we're, it's tender grapes right now. We need to be careful. Uh, take out the little foxes. Because what do they want to do with the grapes? They want to eat them, right? So we have to tender. In another way, it's, season, it's a season for it. This is a season for the rapture. So you need to be careful. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And then again, uh, verse 16. Oh, I love this one. My beloved is mine and I am his. He feeds amongst the lilies. Thank you, Lord. There you go. I had asked the Lord to take me to his garden. He said, he, he said yes. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome to see his garden in heaven. I want to see his garden. It has beautiful flowers. And I want to compare the smell of the Lord with the flowers of his garden in heaven. 
I heard about his garden. It's the most beautiful garden, or one of the most beautiful gardens. And he has a sheriff at the door of the garden. No one can go in but the Lord. You can only go in with the Lord. So I want to go in with the Lord to the garden. He told me, yes, thank you, Lord, for confirming it. Yes, he's going to bring me to his garden. To me, that's going to be very special. Thank you, Lord. My beloved is mine. I hear he feeds amongst the lilies. Thank you, Lord. Seeking the things of heaven, says Paul. We need to be seeking the things of heaven and not of the first. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Until the day breaks and the shadow flees away, turn, my beloved. These are like a roar and a young ark upon the mountain uh, beater, beater. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, here is the sincere bride. Sincere bride. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Not, late, not lately. Not lately. Praise the Lord. I've seen them. I've seen the park. Amen. By nine... Uh, by nine on my bed, I saw him whom I saw loveth. I saw him, but I found him not. It's going to be some sorry for a lot of people, because by nine, the rapture is by nine, midnight. And some people are going to seek him, but they're not going to find him, because he's already gone with the bride. They will want to go home. See, the foolish, the five-footed bride, when they return, Say, Lord, Lord, open to us. Lord, open to us. And he says, I know you're not. It's too late. Hallelujah. It's too late. I'm telling you, it's too late, he's going to say. Praise the Lord. That's why the bride of Christ needs to have enough oil. And, and you have to be seeking him now, more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then the bride continued to seek him for him. I rise and go by the feet of the street and brought I brought away, I was seeking whom I whom my soul loveth. I saw him. I, I, I saw him. He looked he looked for him, but I found him not. You see, they're gonna be looking for the for the Lord to go home in the rapture, but no, they're not gonna find him. I mean the rapture already happened. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And she continues, she goes they go out to the city, the watchmen that go out about the city found me. To whom I say, charge uh, him who, who my son loved. I mean, this bride is still looking for the Lord, but the rapture already happened. It's like looking for the body of Moses. You're not going to find it because God buried him. The Jewish people for one month, they look for the body of Moses. They never found it. Same thing with the rapture. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. And then talks about uh, she, she keeps looking for the Lord in the tribulation. The, the, she finds him in the tribulation, and then she doesn't want to let her go out. And I was, I was what, but a little that I passed from them. And, and, but I found him whom I still love. Hallelujah. A little that I passed from them. And held him, and would not let him go until I have brought him into my mother's house, into the chamber, and her that have conceived me. Praise the Lord. Talks about that is that is actually talking about uh, going back uh, to being like a child in the Lord and repenting. 
going back to the beginning. Jesus said, go back to your first works. What's he talking about there in Revelation? He says, go back to the beginning. Go back to your first love. That's what's going to take people to tribulation to be saved, to be beheaded for the Lord. They're going to have to rethink the whole life, rethink the whole life, go back to the first love, to the first work in the Lord, and say, well, we mess up. We sin. It's our fault. And take responsibility for our action. That's what it's going to take the people, brothers and sisters. It's going to take that. It's really going to take that. So if you if you end up staying in the tribulation, don't take on your own life. You don't have the right to do this. But people will seek that, and then they will not find. This is one of the things that happens when when people were turning into werewolves. There were people climbing to like the very flourished uh, stairs, and they fell down. Some people were fell down because too many were trying to go up there at the same time. And I saw people like breaking the light. I knew they were in pain. But suddenly you started getting up again, even though in pain, severe pain. Because they're, they're not going to die in the tribulation. That's one of the realities. They will look for death, but they're not gonna, that is not in business anymore in the tribulation. I ch- Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Here, and look, look how, how raptured this, this chapter is. I'm, I'm sorry, how tribulation this chapter is. Right after that verse that I just read to you, look what it says in verse 5. I charge you, all ye daughter of Jerusalem, the Jewish people, by the road, by the hands of thy field, that ye stir not up, nor away my law, till he, he please. So this is God saying to them, look, I'm going to deal with the Jewish people because now they are the people that need to please me. He needs to be pleased. So the 144,000 need to come together, and they're going to come together by the power of God. Thank you, Lord. There might be some shofar, some trumpet that will be sound to bring the 144,000 together. Totally, that's not a revelation. Thank you, Lord. Another shofar, another music, another sound that will have to be sound for the 144,000 to come together. You know there are people trying to get the 144,000 together now? Good luck. Praise the Lord. Because there has to be the Lord to do all this. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everything is in the word of God, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And if you don't believe uh, Revelation 12, the woman that ran into the wilderness, here it is, in Son and Sons. How is this that cometh out of the wilderness like a pillar of smoke, perfume, the murder, and franchise, and the old potter and the merch of the merchants? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. The woman runs into the wilderness. God works with the woman because she's going to bear her children, the Jewish people. Hallelujah. The 144,000, praise the Lord, but she's going to have to run to the wilderness. Hallelujah. Out of the wilderness comes the Lord, Jesus. Out of Asia, he called his son. Thank you, Lord. To the word of God. Hallelujah. Behold, this day which Solomon says, record valiant men are about it in the valiant of Israel. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 8. They all heard the sword being expert in word. Every man has a sword upon his tie because of here in the night. For the night, Jesus was wake unto the day. 
is because the nine common. What is he talking about? The tribulation is what he's talking about. So now read someone's time and understand what Jesus said. Welcome to the day this. Because the nine common. Take a little on. They all have their sword, being expert in word. We know the Israelite people are. Every man has his sword upon his tie because of uh, fear in the night. Well, what does it say in Revelation 19? Upon his side says, Lord, and Lord. King of King, Lord, and Lord. And he comes to, uh, he comes to rule. Come to defeat the nations. Hallelujah. He doesn't have fear. The Jewish people are going to be fearful. But the Lord will fight for them. Thank you, Lord. Because of the fear of the night. The fear of the tribulation. The tribulation is all about fear. Fear, that's one that's the perfect word to describe the tribulation, fear. Thank you, Lord. Oh God is so awesome. Hallelujah. What a great God. Hallelujah. We have brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He does love Jerusalem. He made the pillar thereof of silver, bodily, therefore a gold covering in of all purple, the midst thereof being paid with the love for the daughter of Jerusalem. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. He loves Jerusalem. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is so awesome. And there's so much revelation, brothers and sisters. I need to rest right now. My neck is already hurting. My my jaw is already tired. Thank you, Lord. But I, God willing, I will be back tomorrow night, brothers and sisters. Here's the latest prophecy. Thank you, Lord. Eric Dolph covering you. I'm Stephen Benoon. You're watching Israeli News Live. There has been just continually more and more attacks against the Jewish people in Israel uh, day after day after day. In fact, on the screen behind me now, you're actually viewing the camera footage there that was taken by the CCTV. Uh, there, an, a Palestinian man stabbing. He actually works for, uh, uh, worked for uh, Bezik, the internet providing company there in Israel. Uh, he came out of his car after he rammed several of them with his car. This happened several days ago now. Uh, there was a security guard there. He did uh, manage to kill him uh, in the time, but the man just continually gets up after being shot several times. He continues to attack as best he can, uh, but he is taken out. Uh, and then from there, things have only gotten worse. It's been one after another after another. And, of course, uh, uh, Mahmoud Abbas is calling for the United Nations to... Um, actually bring in a United Nations force, which thankfully that uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu has rejected. In fact, if a United Nations force was in Israel, it would only get worse. It would not get any better. It would actually get worse. It would, it would increase the violence in Israel because then the Palestinians would be able to continue to murder Jews uh, without the Jewish people being protected by the Israeli people. So it's not going to make anything better. It would certainly get worse. And uh, that's the last thing that Israel needs is anything like this to happen to begin with. Uh, another attack here that we had happen uh, this, this week already here, or earlier this week, this was a surprise attack here, caught Israel really much off guard. 
in this, this photograph here, you can clearly see we'd showed some of the video footage of this, but the video footage taken by a Palestinian news crew or an Arabic news crew uh, did not uh, do it justice. In fact, their news footage actually made it look like that the Israelis were just out there shooting a guy, you know, for, for no reason. But as you can see in the image here, especially down here, he, the, the, the Arabic guy here, he's, he's a so-called Palestinian. He was actually dressed as a press uh, person. And, and from what we've understood thus far, he actually did work for the press. Uh, he grabbed an Israeli soldier. He has the Israeli soldier locked down in his arm, stabbing him as the Israeli military runs around and shoots and kills him, and, uh, and the siege, of course, ended. Uh, but this is ongoing. And then today in Israel, uh, the saddest thing yet to happen here, uh, you'll actually get to see the footage here. CCTV uh, footage here. Uh, and uh, an Arabic terrorist, a Palestinian there, he comes into the bus station there in Israel, and uh, he, he manages to get the rifle after stabbing uh, uh, an Israeli soldier. He gets his, uh, in, uh, his military semi-automatic rifle and begins going through and killing people in the station. Now, the footage here does not... People are running. You even see soldiers running, but these in Israel is very common for soldiers that are in training not to be armed. I really believe that Israel must change this policy immediately. If you are going to have Israelis in uniform, you must have them armed at all times. Now, there is a person pointing to the, to, the, to the screen there as they're reviewing what's going on. There he comes now, one of the terrorists there. There was more than one terrorist there. He shot and uh, shot the person there. He shoots the people that are laying on the floor there several times. The terrorists, by the way, are constantly on the move as they're killing, whether they're with knives, whether they're with guns, whatever they may be. They attack and run, attack and run. This is one of the reasons why it is critical that anyone, civilian, guard, military personnel, as soon as they confront this situation, it is almost imperative that they use deadly force because it happens so fast, so quickly, it makes it nearly impossible for the Israeli uh, military or security or even individuals to do anything else but to kill the individual that is involved. It has to be taken in a case like this. I'm very much pro-life, uh, but I understand the situation that the Israeli people are, are under with this situation. They've, they've grayed out a lot of the screens looking at because these are the people that have been shot uh, or wounded. Uh, the latest report, according to the article here, is that uh, 11 people were injured. That's been reported on Haaretz. On Israel National News, it says one person was killed and six people have been injured. That has been up to 11. Uh, the shooting, stabbing, terror attack in Beersheba Central bus station. Uh, one of the casualties was seriously injured, and four more have suffered moderate wounds. The sixth casualty is lightly wounded, according to the Magan David Adam Chief El Ben. Uh, by the way, those that may not be familiar, Beersheba, country of Israel, there, uh, it is uh, uh, way away from pretty much everything else there, but it is a community that is very much uh, mixed between uh, Arab, Arabic people and the Israelis there. Very sad, very sad situation 
indeed. And moving on into another article here that I want to share with you, and this one here is very serious as well. This is um, Nasrallah, who he is now calling on um, the for, for 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 people to join in. Uh, he is, call, he, he is the leader of Hezbollah. He's calling for an intifada to save the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now, believe it or not, that's what he's calling for, to save the Al-Aqsa And I, I, I'm blown away by this to begin with. He is justifying his reasoning for having the war. And uh, so let's look at what the article says here. It says, Hassan Nasrallah, leader of the Lebanese terror group Hezbollah, has expressed support for the wave of Arab terror attacks targeting Israeli civilians, security forces, uh, the Jew, and, uh, excuse me, the Jewish state, uh, Jewish state. In a speech delivered on Sunday, Islamic nations to mobilize and demonstrate support for the Palestinian struggle. Um, now, it's, it's very important that, that Get this a little bit deeper here, and the reason I say that is, uh, uh, and the Pope is actually calling for gestures of peace. That's kind of a joke in itself, you know. You know, he claim, you know, let me just say this here: why, why they got him up here on here? He, he he's calling for peace. Remember, the Bible says that they would call peace and, and safety, and there is no peace. You know, just for just a quick uh, thought on that there for you guys there. But it is uh, Nasrallah that is the, the, the main person here that is nothing but uh, a terrorist himself. And he is the one that is calling on this onslaught against the Jewish people there. Um, but anyway, it goes on to say here that it, uh, in, a, uh, in a speech delivered on Sunday, Nasrallah called on both Palestinian people and the Islamic nations to mobilize and demonstrate support for the Palestinian struggle. The renewed intifada is only way to free Palestinians from the occupation and save Al-Aqsa. It is incumbent on everyone to help them, Nasrallah asserted. Now, you have to understand, this is the exact type of wording that will take and bring in other Arabic nations in for the fight. And by the way, not only is Nasrallah calling on it, now Hamas, Hamas is in the Gaza Strip there, they are calling upon Russia to intervene uh, on their behalf. Russia is already down in Syria. Russia, as I've said before in one of our prophetic news broadcasts, there, Russia is there to secure the area of Syria, to put an end to, uh, to the United States' uh, armed-backed re uh, rebels that were overthrowing uh, Basra Assad, they are there to take the problem of ISIS away from Hezbollah, Nasrallah, the guy you're seeing on your screen there now. They were, they're there to take away the problem uh, that he's been dealing with, fighting uh, the armed uh, uh, rebels that have been fighting Basra Assad. He's been fighting these guys for quite some time now. And he had vowed back in January that he was not ready for a war with Israel as of yet. He did not want to fight two fronts at one time. Uh, and he vowed to take the Golan. Now, this is exactly what is on the table. This is what the plans are. This is your. This is actually what. Uh, when people look at Psalm 83, Psalm 83 is actually the Confederacy. It is the plot and the plan of the Arabic nations with the Pope of Rome. Uh, this is exactly what they're wanting to do. Let me just quickly pull that up for you there too. Uh, they want to have the Pope of Rome to get involved in this with them because the Pope of Rome 
He's the man that can actually, he wants Jerusalem. This is exactly what the Pope wants. The Pope wants Jerusalem. Uh, he is determined to have Jerusalem, and, uh, and he's not going to stop until he gets it. And he's very much pro, uh, uh, he is very much pro-Arabic nations. Uh, as you can see him here. Uh, on your screen there, he, he, he sides with the Arabic people. Avi Lipkin, he told Avi Lipkin, uh, or actually one of his uh, people in his staff told Avi Lipkin that if he is not for the, uh, the Palestinians, then the, the Vatican will not be for them. He's very pro-Arabic, just like Barack Obama is pro-Arab. Uh, this is one, probably one of the reasons why Obama actually made it into the administration to begin with, because, of course, uh, all the pontiffs that have ever been in the Vatican are always looking for pro-Arabic people. They created the Arabic religion to begin with, so this is exactly what they have need of. They need people that are pro-Arabic uh, states uh, in, in the first place there. So, uh, so now he's calling on this holy war. He's calling on a jihad, uh, and this is part of what has to happen. Uh, Nasrallah with the Hezbollah fighters there in Lebanon, they will attack from Israel's north along with the Iranian special forces that are in Damascus even now that have been deployed there will attack from Israel's uh, uh, northern border also on the eastern side there uh, and they will end up taking the Golan. Now of course the whole reason for causing the unrest in Syria was to get all the people out of Syria so that they could drill for oil in the long run. They didn't want to have to, they don't want to be able to drill where their cities are full of people. They need to get the people out in order to turn into oil fields. So that's one of the main reasons for uh, the, the major shift of getting the people out. And at the same time, they want to totally wipe the Jewish people off the map. As Psalm 83 says, come let us uh, make that the name of Israel is no longer in remembrance. So everyone is calling to attack and to kill the Jews is exactly what all the Arabic states are doing. It's what, it's what the nations are doing completely around the world. The Obama administration is against Israel. Uh, they may say that they're not, but they are. Uh, the European Union is against Israel. Uh, in fact, the European Union, many of the states in, in the European Union do not even report the terrorist attacks that are happening here. Uh, we had mentioned the other day how that in a hospital, I believe we brought this out, that in, in, in a German hospital, there was a, um, a German doctor that was treating a child, a, I think it was a 10-month-old child that was on the brink of dying. The child did die, even with the best care that they could give the child. But then the, the, the Syrian family, the, the Arabic family, attacked the doctor, the nurses, stabbed them all up. But, of course, they went free. There was no charges pressed against them. Uh, the, doctor and the, the doctor was in serious condition. The nurses are still in the IC unit. And, of course, there's been a gag order on European media cannot even bring this out. Of course, Western media knows nothing about it whatsoever. Uh, very serious things that are happening all across Europe. And this is only just one of the many things that are taking place here. In Sweden, it's just been reported uh, that there have been uh, three camps in the last few days that were set aside for the refugees coming into Sweden, and they've all been burned. Uh, not totally devastation, but have been burned because the people don't want it to happen, but the governments all want it to happen. Nonetheless, Nasrallah is calling for an intifada, a jihad. Uh, they will take the Golan for the sake of, uh, for, for not just for, the, it's not for the Palestinians, it's to regain back the Golan for uh, for the Syrian people. This is the reason why they're doing that. They want to gain it for the Syrian people. I kind of like the way this play button fell right on his mouth. I can control when he gets to speak. 
Uh, anyway, it's just kind of a little humor there. Uh, but anyway, uh, they, they're definitely wanting to take control of that. They want to get it for the oil fields. Russia will probably not get engaged in the battle directly, but they will definitely give them support. Uh, and who knows what may happen for there. Will the United States actually back their ally as long as Barack Obama is in office? I do not see that happening. Uh, many people have turned against Israel. A lot of your senators and congressmen still stand with Israel. Uh, they are willing to do measures. They've even been calling on uh, not giving any more of the money to uh, Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority there. Uh, and, but we're on the verge of a major war breaking out in Israel. Uh, Hamas, no doubt, will start launching rockets once they have gotten the go-ahead there. And so I think that's only just a matter of time. Just a matter of time. Very, very, very tense situation, very serious situation that is happening uh, there in Israel there. So at any rate there, th this is what's going on. Just to try to give you a recap there, again, more killings in Israel, more things are happening. It's on a daily basis. It's not letting up. It's not slowing down. There have been... Um, uh, uh, marches being made with both Palestinian and Jews coming together there in Israel. I was glad to see that, uh, to where they've united together to, to, for the stopping of the violence. I will say that I do realize that not all Palestinian people are violent. We do know that, and I appreciate that fact. I appreciate that the Jewish people and the Palestinian people that are for peace have came together to march and to show that they do not want the violence. But unfortunately, you're not going to stop a wave of suicide terrorists. I call them suicide terrorists because they know good and well when they go out to commit these acts, the chances of them surviving the attacks is very, very minimal because Israel is not playing games. They are shooting to kill. And they, norm, they do not take you captive. They are shooting to kill. That's really the only message that's really going to be sent to the Palestinian people for them to realize Israel is not playing games. Again, I want to iterate as well. I think it is imperative that the Israeli government arm every single soldier in uniform. Whether they are in training or not, they must be armed. You must do it now. If you don't, you're going to have more Israeli soldiers killed because they're not armed. I'm Stephen Benoom. You're watching Israeli News Live. Shalom. What I'm going to do today for the Prophecy Update is attempt to sort through and speak truth in response to the plethora of lies, and I mean plethora of lies, surrounding what's happening to Israel and in Israel. It's important to understand that the intifadas in Israel and the attacks on Israel in the past are not the same as what we're seeing today. And one of the reasons it's not the same is because social media has been a game changer. The last intifada of 2000, 2001 and onward, uh, there was no such thing as Twitter yet. There was no such thing as Facebook yet. And YouTube was in its infancy and you didn't have this pronounced presence of social media. And you also, because of that, did not have this game-changing ability to spread the satanic propaganda which social media enables 
them to do. And this propaganda is demonizing Israel. Israel is the bad guy. On Friday, the Jerusalem Post published a report with some very disturbing photos which demonstrate how social media is serving as a main source of incitement for the ongoing terrorist attacks in Israel. For those of you who haven't been following this or haven't been watching the news, I'll just give you a quick thumbnail sketch of sorts so I can maybe bring you up to speed. What's happening is Arab Muslims are using their cars to run over Israelis at bus stops just on the street. And one video that was released, very graphic, uh, shows the uh, Arabs getting out of the car after running down uh, innocent uh, civilians at a bus stop and taking knives and stabbing this uh, elderly man, an elderly man, a rabbi actually, stabbing him to death. And they're dubbing this as a day of rage, and it's every day. Every day is a day of rage, and it continues even today as we speak. Uh, again, YouTube will have the, the images, but and I'll spare you the more graphic ones, but it's so bad that Israel has had to take unprecedented measures in order to minimize and hopefully eliminate these attacks, but social media is making it virtually impossible to achieve this end. Now, Benjamin Netanyahu, to his credit, uh, is um, you know, publicly speaking on this and making it very clear that everything will be done. Everything will be done to stop this from happening. Now, the voices calling for Mahmoud Abbas to, you know, stop what he's doing in causing this incitement, uh, it's falling on deaf ears and throughout the international community. Allow me to quote from this Jerusalem Post report concerning the impact that social media is having. Several hashtags such as the Intifada has started, the Third Intifada, the Jerusalem Intifada. Intifada, again, is an Arabic word meaning uprising. Uprising. The Knife Intifada, Poison the Knife Before You Stab, and Slaughtering the Jews were launched recently in social media in Arabic to spread propaganda praising and encouraging the attacks. Now, if you go to YouTube, there's going to be this image. Again, I'm sparing you of the more graphic ones, but it's an image that's posted on social media picturing uh, and advising social media users on how to stab Jews to make the attacks as deadly as possible. And basically it's a, the anatomy of a, of a human with the internal organs and it shows the, the entry points in the neck, 
in the head, of course the heart, and it's evil through and through, down into the lower parts of the lower extremities. Gazan user named Zahran Barba, writing under the Facebook hashtag stab, hashtag stab, uh, is the one who posted this anatomical chart that has sort of went viral on social media. Make no mistake about it, social media has been very effective and it's evidenced by the numerous demonic, and they are demonic, attacks against Jews. If Muslims stabbing innocent Jews wasn't bad enough, the news media is convincing the masses that Israel is the aggressor. I truly believe that the deceptive news media, in concert with social media, are together cementing this hellish propaganda in the minds of the masses. I'm going to read a quote, and then I'll tell you who this quote is from. Quote, The receptivity of the masses is very limited. Their intelligence is small, but their power of forgetting is enormous. In consequence of these facts, all effective propaganda must be limited to a very few points and must harp on these in slogans until the last member of the public understands what you want him to understand by your slogan. You know who said that? Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. Kindly indulge me for a brief moment as I submit what I believe are today's propaganda slogans that are right out of Hitler's playbook. And by the way, and we again have talked about this before, the two-state solution, so-called, which is, by the way, one of the slogans, um, this is the final solution, Hitler's final solution repackaged. It's the same thing. The two-state solution is Hitler's final solution. And, and also, <laughs> intifada in Arabic, uprising, it also can mean struggle. Struggle. Does that sound like Mein Kampf? Which, incidentally, is one of the best-selling books amongst the so-called Palestinians today. Hitler's Mein Kampf, German for my struggle. Can I say my intifada? It's just repackaged. The names have been changed to protect the guilty, so to speak. What follows, in no particular order, are the satanic lies from the father of lies, the devil himself, concerning the Jews in Israel. And some of these are actually verbatim from last week's headlines. And the evil common denominator between all of them 
is ultimately the total destruction of Israel, which Satan has been trying to do, starting with Cain and Abel. He demonically possessed Cain to murder Abel, thinking that the seed would come from Abel. It didn't come from Abel. It came from Seth. Satan, throughout history, has always had someone in place to attempt to annihilate the Jewish people. Because if he could have succeeded, theoretically, it's impossible, but were he to have succeeded, he could have thwarted the first coming of Jesus Christ. Because that's the proto-evangelicum of Genesis 3.16. That it would come, the Savior of the world that would crush the head of the serpent would be from this bloodline. That would be the Savior of the world that would be born of the seed of a woman. That's the virgin birth, by the way. Women don't have seed. They have the egg. A man has a seed. That's the virgin birth in Genesis 3.15. So Satan knows the Bible better than you do, by the way. Better than I do, by the way. And he knows that this Savior is coming from God's people. This is why he possessed Pharaoh to have all of the male Hebrew boys cast into the Nile to their certain death, hoping to annihilate the Hebrew people, the Hebrew slaves. Fast forward to Esther and Haman, who is demon-possessed, gets the king to issue an edict to completely annihilate all of the Hebrews. Enter Mordechai. And, (laughs) interesting, the gallows that were... Why don't they make Hollywood movies out of the book of Esther? I mean, I know there are Esther movies, but, man, they're just missing the boat. What? Unbelievable. Not based on a true story. It's a true story. (laughs) It's a true story. The very gallows that were made for Mordechai, Haman himself, would end up hanging on to his death. Fast forward to Herod, who would literally and satanically butcher all of the Hebrew boys, the Jewish boys, under the age of two, seeking to annihilate the possibility of this king of the Jews who was born. And then the last century, Adolf Hitler, and yet future, the Antichrist, the final attempt, the final solution, vis-a-vis the two-state solution, will attempt, won't succeed, he will attempt to annihilate and eliminate the Jewish people. Why? Because if he were able to do it, he would thwart the second coming. Because there would be no Jew to call upon the Lord, to look upon the one whom they had pierced. And Satan knows that. He won't succeed, but he'll try. And that's the why behind the what of everything that we see taking place in the world today. I don't say it lightly when I say that these people are demon-possessed. I don't know how else you could possibly reconcile it in your mind, in your heart, when you see what they're doing. 
I mean, just the beheadings. You have to be demon-possessed to do that. You have to be demon-possessed to do that. There's no other explanation for it. It's demonic possession. And this is what is happening. People are being possessed by demons. And the sole goal is to annihilate the Jewish people and the Christians. Oh, by the way, it's in the Qur'an. It's a command to behead, smite ye above their necks the infidel, the people of the book. What book? The Bible. The Old Testament Jew, the New Testament Christian, the Jews and the Christians. Why is it that it's not the Buddhists or the Hindus? Why is it the Jews and the Christians? Come on. Come on. You'll forgive my... I mean, how, how can... Hell. Let's keep moving here. Here's slogan number one. The Jews are occupying land belonging to the Palestinians. The Jews are the occupiers. They took the land from the Palestinians. That is absolutely not true. <laughs> number two. Israel uses excessive force against innocent Palestinians, murdering them in cold blood. That's a quote from one Mahmoud Abbas. Number three, Palestinians just want a two-state solution so they can live side by side in peace and security. First Thessalonians 5.3, really? Uh, they were given that, and they refused it. Why? They don't want peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. And we're going to talk about that here in a moment. Number four, the Temple Mount is Islam's holy site and does not belong to the Jews. That's a New York Times, that bastion of conservative reporting, right? Yeah, I don't think you can find any publication more anti-Christian and anti-Jew than the New York Times. Oh, BBC. In fact, I read an article, I didn't have a chance to find it. Uh, but Benjamin Netanyahu of the BBC was quoted as saying, are, are we on the same planet? Are we on the same planet? That's a good question. I, I wonder. I wonder. In what universe does that reality exist? <laughs> Number five. The current wave of terrorism is linked to and caused by Israel's settlement activity. What? Oh, oh, by the way, uh, that was Secretary of State John Kerry. Oh. Uh, let me just quickly share a couple of news media reports. I'll start with this one from Haaretz. It was just this morning. Here's the headline. Hamas asks Russia to help stop Israeli aggression against Palestinians. Show me one video, show me one video of a Jew taking a knife and putting it in the neck of a Palestinian. Show me one! One!
our online church, bless their hearts, they say, stop yelling, you're blowing out my speakers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Send us the bill, we'll reimburse you, I don't know. Let me calm down just a moment. This makes you so angry. I'll tell you, it makes you sad too. Because these are real people. And our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness. These are my people. These are Arab brothers that are deceived. From birth, they're taught that Jews are pigs. They're not even humans. And from birth, they're taught in the madrasa, the school. Arabic is uh, for school, madrasa. They're taught that Israel took their land. And you think about it, it's been almost 15 years since the last intifada. And so these are 15-year-olds. Did you hear about the one account where a um, 13-year-old teenager, my son's age, a little bit younger, uh, stabbed a Jew? <clears throat> 13. 13 years old. This is a headline from the Jerusalem Post yesterday. Arakat reiterates call for inquiry into Israeli war crimes. Tell me, what crime has Israel committed? Is it a crime to defend yourself from attackers who will run you over with their car and stab you to death with their knife? What is the crime here? And excuse me, but who is the perpetrator of said crime here? If this weren't bad enough, there's this one from the Times of Israel. This was yesterday also. Palestinians, now I want you to think about what this headline is. Palestinians seek to claim Western Wall is part of Al-Aqsa compound. Remember, for those of you who went to Israel with us, this is the Western Wall. And they're claim. oh, by the way, uh, it, it's already uh, a headline, but Syria will claim that the oil they just found in the Golan, it belongs to them. Of course it does. Sure it does. Yeah. This is where I wish the projector was working. Again, it will be on YouTube. But um, I just have to share about this MSNBC reporter who was correct. I actually watched this, and you can watch the video online. In fact, I really encourage you to do so. It is poetic justice is an, is an understatement. It is so good. It just gives you hope, you know. <laughs> but... Uh, he's corrected on air after implying that a Palestinian terrorist who charged at officers brandishing a knife didn't have a weapon on him. <laughs> now, picture this. He's stating this. He's live there in Jerusalem at the Damascus Gate. Remember that? <laughs> and MSNBC has a split screen. And on one side is the reporter saying, no, he wasn't holding a knife. And on the other side of the screen is the Palestinian holding a knife. It is so good. It is just, ah, thank you, Lord. I love it when you do that. 
So he states that he was lying on the ground, both of his hands were open, and both of his hands did not have a knife. Quote. <laughs> so Diaz Ballard jumped in to bring up a still image NBC News obtained in which he says, and I quote, We can clearly see the man with what appears to be, at least in his right hand, a knife. And this isn't some, some small little butter knife, okay? <laughs> it is a butcher knife. Anyway, there's a photo of it. I'll put it up. You can make sure it gets on the video. That's not even the half of it, by the way. This is probably a good time to set the record straight and speak the truth. The truth is, first, the land belongs to the Jews and not the Arab. Not my people, the Arab people. Second, there's no such thing as a Palestinian. There's no such thing as a Palestinian. It is a manufactured farce. Farce. There is no record of any descendants of the ancient Philistines. Uh, there's going to be a picture, they'll put it up on the screen for the video, from an Arab historian by the name of Philip Hitti, who said, quote, There is no such thing as Palestine in history. Absolutely not. I'll come back to that as well. Furthermore, and this is the truth, the Temple Mount is just that, the Temple Mount, such that it's the location of the Jewish Temple and does not belong to Islam. As for this current intifada being linked to Palestinian frustration over a two-state solution and Jewish settlements, that is an absolute lie from the father of lies. That has no basis in reality. Again, I wish you could see this picture. It's a uh, Muslim in New York holding up a sign that says, quote, Allah will destroy the terrorist state of Israel. It's apparently from the Islamic Thinkers Society. Um, here's the truth. And don't take my word for it. Be a Berean, okay? And search the scriptures and do your own research. You'll find this. This is the truth. The truth is that Arab Muslims who call themselves Palestinians don't want peace with Israel. They will settle for nothing less than the destruction of Israel. And I would suggest that this current wave of terror in Israel is to bring about the destruction of Israel vis-a-vis -vis the so-called Palestinians. That's the vehicle, if you will. Over the years, I have recommended a book. It's really the best book I've ever read. Uh, it's not an easy read. I had to... Uh, walk away from it many times and just kind of, you know, uh, get with the Lord because it was so intense and so grievous and so horrific. It's uh, titled Philistine, The Great Deception, and it's written by Ramon Bennett. You can get it on Amazon, 
Philistine, The Great Deception. Let me quote from his book real quick. In the year 130 A.D., the Romans renamed Jerusalem Aiella Capitolina after the empress Aiellus Hadrianus and the god Jupiter Capitolinus. The Romans kept Aiella Capitolina as their name for Jerusalem and renamed the promised land Syria Palestina. The remaining of the land was an overt renaming of the land was an overt effort to eradicate the Jewish connection. After the Muslim conquest of Palestina in the 7th century AD, the name Aiella Capitolina gradually faded from use. And in due process of time, Palestina, the Latin form of Philistia, the land of the ancient Philistines, was anglicized into Palestine. Now you've heard me say this before. Yasser Arafat himself was an Egyptian. He was not a Palestinian. He was an Egyptian. Quoting again Bennett. Arafat, like most Muslim Arabs, was a keen admirer of Hitler. His military and propaganda strategy is a copy of Hitler's, but Arafat's peace strategy was copied from Islamic history. Arabs hold to a strong belief in the proverb that they can remedy the present only with the remedies of the past. This is going to make sense here in a minute. Arafat looked to the past, not just Hitler, but also to the two most famous figures in Islam's long history of warfare, Muhammad and Saladin, in order to remedy the present. And Arafat's concept of peace was the same as Muhammad and Saladin, a coin one must pay to achieve something else. It's like an Arabic proverb. And what was that proverb? Peace for us means the destruction of Israel. This is what Abbas does today. When you see him putting on his good face, he's a two-faced liar, he's a vile man. At the UN, we want the peace, we want the two-state solution. <laughs> Sorry. He goes back to Ramallah, and in Arabic he says, Peace for us means the destruction of Israel. They know what it means. It's, this is what Muhammad did. Make peace with your enemy, then destroy them. Make peace with your enemy, then destroy them. Does that make sense now? There again is the why behind the what, and I'll stop yelling. And I'll stop uh, <laughs> preaching too here in a moment. I truly believe what we're seeing take place today points to the prophecy in Zechariah 12 verses 1 through 3 among others let me just read it real quick the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him behold I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples. And by the way, in the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament, it's the same in the Arabic language. It carries with it the idea, the surrounding peoples, of being those not only close in proximity to Israel geographically, but close to Israel in proximity 
genetically, genetically. When they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. I think Canada has elections, and if they don't re-elect Harper, who is pro-Israel, uh, then and they elect his opponent, who is not, then I think Canada will be the last nation on earth that is no longer supporting Israel. Oh, what, what about America? <laughs> we mentioned this last week. When Netanyahu says... Israel has no greater friend than the United States of America. He is delineating between the United States of America, the people, and the United States of America, the president. He's a brilliant man. Make no mistake about it. He has a very, very high intellect. Well, I submit to you that that day that I will make Jerusalem... (laughs) A very heavy stone, a boundary stone. Don't try to move the boundaries. Don't try to divide it. Don't try to split it. If you do, I'll split you. Don't cut it. I'll cut you. That day, I believe, is today. I believe it's today. Let me close this way. I am personally finding it increasingly difficult with each passing day to say, that what's happening in Israel and to Israel is not yet the fulfillment of these major prophecies in the Bible. I'm becoming more and more convinced that in real time we're witnessing the fulfillment of prophecies such as Psalm 83, Zechariah 12, and Zechariah 14, by the way, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and Isaiah 17. All of these prophecies are in motion now. And there's seemingly this unstoppable momentum. And I just, for the life of me, cannot imagine a scenario where everything kind of just goes back to the status quo. In order for that to happen, it would just require some pretty dramatic shifts geopolitically and immediately geopolitically. I just don't see I could be wrong. I could be wrong. If you have never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you to not delay even one more day. If you're here in this church and you have never called upon the name of the Lord, today's the day. Today's the day. When the worship team comes up and closes in song, there's usually people up front here that will hang out and be there for you if you would like to come up and just talk with somebody or pray with somebody or have somebody pray with you. But I implore you today to make the most important decision that you will make in all of your life for eternal life. If you call upon the name of the Lord, believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, The Bible says all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. You need to be saved. 
You need to be saved. And I implore you to do that. Please stand. We'll pray. Lord, forgive me for my anger. I pray that you'll take the things that I've talked about and shared today and just by the Holy Spirit do the needed work in each and every heart, especially for those who have not called upon you. I pray that today they would open up their heart to you, surrender to you, accept your payment in full for their sins, that they would be saved. Lord, please, we ask you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, welcome, saints, welcome. Welcome to the Bella Blog. I'm so glad you guys could join me, and thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I do so much appreciate that, and and so many of you just edify me, you know, with your such positive comments. Thank you, thanks, thank you so much, saints. I just want to tell you how much I appreciate that um, for you that follow me. And if you aren't following me, subscribe to my channel. I'd really appreciate your support. Anyways, um, I, like I say on my videos, please discern all of it. And discern all stuff, you know, everybody's videos or any material you're reading. Just discern it, just to be safe, okay? Better be safe than sorry, and that's what the Bible says for us to do. Okay, so I had this really awesome, awesome dream, you guys, yesterday on October 7th. Really cool dream. It was about the millennium. Yay! I never had a millennium dream. You know, and it's weird because I was praying to the Lord about that. I said, Lord, I want a millennium dream, please. I hope you... You know, and I was praying to the Holy Spirit. I was like, I hope you guys give me a millennium dream because I always hear all these people... They always have these millennium dreams, and I really wanted one. So anyway, so this is a word of encouragement, and that's the one I wanted to say. All right, so in this dream, I was living in this really tiny, tiny apartment. And, you know, in real life, I don't live in an apartment. And it looked like it was a really busy city. Because when I walked out the door, there was all these people all over the place. And I'm just not used to that because I live out in the country. And I just remember moving, like, I was going to move to a, a place with many rooms. It was going to be a house with many rooms, okay? So then the next picture I get is I moved to this house, and it was, like, open, you know? And it was beautiful. It was, like, really, really peaceful, you know? Just something we dream about. And I remember um, animals, they were all over. You know, they just lived in unity. And um, I remember these animals just coming into my house and just hanging out, you know. And it was like bears and lambs and foxes and dogs and cats and all these birds. Because I love birds because I'm always feeding them all the time. I always have a lot of birds where I live. So 
So it was like birds and, and and it was just like a lot of animals. And they were just hanging out with me and I remember having this long table, a wooden table. And it was in my dining room. Because it was like a double door that just opened in, you know, and it was like all open. And um, they were just eating and having dinner with me. And they were all happy and they were just loving on each other. And it was just, you know, really peaceful and, and loving. You know, we just all coexisted together, you know. It was wonderful. It was like this, just this beautiful unity. You know, the way the world should have been. So I was praying to the Holy Spirit and the Lord to to lead me to scripture. So he did, and um, I'm going to read those to you because I had never, you know, I don't, I didn't know this after I, I found this scripture about this. But in Isaiah 11, 6-9 in the KJV, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fat lean together, and a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the sucking child shall play on the hole of the ass, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice, then they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. And that's a scripture regarding millennium, okay? And then um, Isaiah 55, verse 12, God will bring peace what reconciliation will look like, okay? And it just like, like I said, all the wild and tame creatures shall all agree together, you know? It literally means that there's going to be a relations of animals to man and each other restoring the state of Eden. So we're all going to just coexist peacefully together. And then, like as far as the many rooms, as in John 14:2, it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I'd go to prepare a place for you. And then in Isaiah 65:25. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall straw like the bullock, and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. So I don't know if you folks out there or you're, you're newbies in Christ or you, you haven't heard of this before, when what the millennium is is, when Jesus comes down again, you know, after the tribulation, um, and he regains the world, he will rule the world for a thousand years. And this period of time will be known as the millennium. And the millennium will be a time of peace and righteousness, and Jesus will cleanse the earth from sin before the millennium begins, and all wicked people will be destroyed and only the righteous people will be saved to live on the earth at this time. And Satan will have no power over people again until the end of time. So for a thousand years and then he's going to come back at the end of the thousand years. 
And then in like Romans 8, 21 through 22, it says, Because the creatures itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And also I found it in Revelation 5, 8 through 13, all creatures recognize Jesus as the Savior of the world and praise God right along with redeemed men. Amen. So that's, I felt that that was a dream about the millennium and how 